the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on everybody another al gatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer a little live spirit of radio from one of my favorite bands in the whole world rush now we got a fantastic show for you tonight a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me a little bit later this hour and of course the usual news and notes to get to but first how can you follow me very easily on twitter at al gatulo Instagram at Gatulo. You spell that G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those two platforms. We are also Alexa ready as well. And we are on the Hopped Up Network, our good friends at the Hopped Up Network.com. Just go on there. You will find my uh, show the uh, following uh, morning after it airs on Sunday nights at 11. Uh, right here on AM 970, The Answer. And then you will find it the next day on the Hopped Up Network as well, along with a lot of other beer podcasts as well. You definitely want to check them out. Coming up in 20 minutes, Jay Sykes, one of the co-founders of Flagship Brewing, located on Staten Island, New York, where I was born and raised. We will talk about uh, the new brewer that has been recently hired by Flagship, some of the beers they have coming out over the next uh, several months, and uh, some other stuff from Jay uh, as we uh, chatted uh, about a week ago. Um, talking about flagship brewery. In fact, later on in this uh, in this hour, I will tell you about why I was at flagship last weekend uh, for a beer release uh, from one of the Impractical Jokers. We'll get into that in our next segment. But first, we've got a lot of news and notes to get to, and uh, a lot of it is West Coast oriented. But uh, you know, just because I'm feeling West Coasty, I don't know. But I'm playing Canadian band music. Go figure. Anyway, uh, Firestone Walker um, has uh, released Coconut Merlin, which is now available at all Firestone Walker locations, begins rolling out uh, this coming week in draft and 12-ounce cans uh, to all Firestone Walker markets as a limited seasonal release. It is the newest iteration of Firestone Walker's signature Merlin Milk Stout. Uh, The uh, Mocha Merlin uh, has been out for the past two years. Brindelson and uh, Matt Brindelson and his team decided to change it up for 2019. As Brindelson says, coconut and Merlin milk stout go together like peanut butter and chocolate toasted coconut really complements the roasty, nutty character of this beer. It's a perfect sipper for the fall season. I would agree. I will uh, have to pick this up at my local uh, liquor store to give it a try. Oscar Blues is now coming out with their own 100-calorie version of the Hazy IPA. It is called 1E or 1Y, 1Y, I guess 1Y, 100 uh, calorie Hazy IPA. This will be uh, an addition to the brewery's year-round lineup. 
uh, to be distributed on draft and in six packs and 12 packs of 12-ounce cans nationwide uh, right now. It is a 4% ABV hazy IPA, and again, it is 100 calories. So, excuse me, this is definitely something I will check out. Um, The 100-calorie beers have kind of hit or miss with me. Um, It's almost like, why am I drinking a 100-calorie beer when I could drink less beer but better beer, right? Instead of having six beers, I could have three. I know I'd have to, you know, work out a little bit more in the gym to get it off, but, you know, I don't know. But we'll give it a try. I'll, I'll give anything a try once, and then we'll we'll see what happens. Now, this is pretty cool. Um, the folks at Truly and the Boston Beer Company, which owns Truly, and the NHL have announced a multi-year U.S. partnership making Truly Hard Seltzer the official hard seltzer of the NHL. Now, uh, I forgot I, for, I forgot the, uh, uh, was it AB's one is the official seltzer of, spiked, isn't it spiked seltzer is the official one of the NFL? Well, Truly is going to be the official seltzer of the NHL. So uh, this, uh, for the start of the season and throughout the NHL regular season, Stanley Cup playoffs and Stanley Cup final, Truly Hard Seltzer will receive exposure to NHL fans in numerous ways, including the opportunity to try new flavors as they are released. In addition, Truly Hard Seltzer will be a part of unforgettable fan experiences as the title sponsor of the Truly Hard Seltzer NHL pregame fan festival at the 2020 Bridgestone NHL Winter Classic at Cotton Bowl Stadium and the 2020 NHL Stadium Series at the U.S. Air Force Academy's Falcon Stadium. So that's cool. So um, truly will now be the hard seltzer of the NHL. My question, though, and if anyone from Sam Adams is listening and could answer, um, will arenas stock truly to sell? Because if they are an AB-branded stadium... Can they sell Truly, or do they have to sell AB's version of Spike Seltzer? That will be the interesting thing. So we will see what happens there. Now, this is cool. I I actually found out this news as we continue on here in our News and Notes segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So little birdie uh, floated in my ear um, a, a little over a week ago about this, and I had to hold on to it because it hadn't been publicly released yet. So I kind of knew this, but I couldn't say anything to anybody. I don't even know why I'm saying that. It, it just sounds it sounds so pretentious of me. I'm sorry. I apologize. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have even <laughs> relayed that part of the story. But anyway, Weyerbacher, uh, they are emerging from their post bankruptcy uh, phase of their organization. They are putting together a collaboration with get this, White Castle. Now, oddly enough, there was a guy in Chicago who paired up. Chicago beers with White Castle a few weeks back, and I posted the article about two weeks ago. And so a friend of mine had reached out to me and said, hey, listen, um, we're doing something with White Castle, but I can't say anything yet publicly, but just so that you know, right? Um, so Weyerbacher finally released it, so now I can I can tell everybody. So anyway, so it's going to be um, – so here's the thing. So uh, Chief Operating Officer Josh Lampy told Brewbound – um, they are teaming up with White Castle on a beer for draft inside the chains of nearly 400 restaurants across its 13-state footprint, as well as for package at grocery stores in which frozen White Castle products are sold. The still unnamed beer is expected to be the first of several releases. They did a pilot brew, a Kolsch that they loved, so that's going to be the first beer. It goes well with burgers, so that's kind of cool. Um, part of Weyerbacher's bankruptcy claim... Uh, the company's production uh, projections for its 30,000-barrel capacity in 2020 
include a combination of its own core products at 40%, contract brewing at 25%, the White Castle collaboration at 20%, and new small batch brands at 5%. They have a hearing scheduled for November 4th in U.S. Bankruptcy Court in Pennsylvania's Eastern District. I think if all goes well, uh, they should move along. Now, last year, uh, Weyerbacher produced about fifteen, a little over 15,000 barrels, so they're trying to up it uh, here for, uh, for this year and for 2020. Uh, neither brand, White Castle or Weyerbacher, really has a national presence, but they've got footprints in seven states along the East Coast. Um, so they are going to sell this Weyerbacher-White Castle collaboration wherever they sell their beer, but they would like to um, expand their distribution into Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio, which is where a lot of the burgers' uh, chain locations are located in in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So this will be interesting. So White Castle also operates uh, restaurants in Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, and Nevada. No word on if the beer is going to be available there. But that is really cool. So they um, they also want to launch two uh, product lines uh, next year, Weyerbacher does. So uh, hopefully their plan is to launch, let's see here, uh, they're going to do an IPA every month. It'll be just a small batch IPA that'll be packaged in cans, but probably 200 cases. And then Weyerbacher is uh, planning to launch new lagers on draft every two months at its tap rooms in Easton and New Hope, Pennsylvania, as well as for local bars and restaurants. So kudos to Weyerbacher. That's a cool thing. They're going to do something with White Castle. And let's see what happens as they move on uh, getting into the in, into the IPA game, which they've really lagged behind on, uh, and doing some new lagers, which is kind of cool because lagers seem to be getting uh, a kind of renewal. So kudos to Weyerbacher and White Castle. Uh, Coronado Brewing has announced a new year-round collaboration with lifestyle and apparel brand Salty Crew. Uh, the partnership unites two iconic San Diego brands. The Salty Crew is a blonde ale, an easy-drinking boat beer, perfect for days spent on the water. It is a sessionable 4.5% ABV. Uh, this is blued with a blend of two-row wheat and Pilsner malt balanced by Nugget and Saz Hops for a touch of bitterness, uh, perfectly balanced and light-bodied. It's a dry and refreshing beer. Again, it's a sessionable uh, beer at 4.5%, so that's pretty cool. Salty Crew and Coronado are going to hold an official launch party late uh, in October, and uh, in uh, late October, early November, date to be determined. Uh, then they are going to release the beer on draft and in 12-ounce cans, six-packs. Now, the beer will be available exclusively in San Diego through 2019. Uh, it'll then be available throughout Coronado's distribution network uh, in late January of next year for more information CoronadoBrewing.com. And then finally, Lost Abbey has released their Veritas Raspberry, joining Veritas Creek and Veritas Peach. Uh, This is a blonde American sour aged in French oak folders for over a year before being transferred into neutral oak barrels and being spiked with raspberries. Uh, And it pours a vibrant pink. This sounds really cool. It is already out. Um, You can purchase it online, but the shipping is only within the state of California over at thelostabbey.com. It's going to be $41 a bottle. It's limited to 60 cases at three bottles per person. So if you haven't ordered it by now, chances are you're probably not going to get it. Now, when we come back after a short break, I'm going to tell you about my little trip to Staten Island last week uh, where uh, I was uh, a part of an event where an old brewery that used to brew on Staten Island uh, was reborn. I'll give you all the details on that. Coming up in just a couple of minutes on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder believes the dream has been achieved. To the extent that it is humanly possible, Martin Luther King's dream has, in fact, been achieved. 
you're always going to have morons. You're always going to have bigots. But name the company that is a racist company. Name the police department that's a racist police department. Name the politician who is a racist. Tell me who that person is. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 970. The Answer. Every child deserves a quality education. That's why NJEA members, teachers, and educational support professionals are proud to partner with parents to provide students with the support they need to be successful in school and in life. NJEA knows that when families and schools work together, our children are the winners. And our commitment to students is paying off. Did you know that according to some national publications, New Jersey schools lead the country in student achievement and giving children the chance to succeed? And our high school graduation rate is among the top in the nation. The College Board also reports that New Jersey students have the highest advanced placement scores in the nation. Go to NJEA.org to learn more about the great things happening in New Jersey's public schools. This message, sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired by the experience. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, They may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best nineteen ninety five you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. Joe Piscopo wakes you up at 6 a.m. Kevin McCullough takes you home at 5 p.m. Weekdays on AM 970, The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Alga 2 Lovecraft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know that tune, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me from The Breakfast Club, a one-hit wonder. Uh, that was their, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, their only top 100 hit uh, as a band. Uh, there's been some argument earlier this week was a one-hit wonder day. Uh, that was on September 25th. Um, the band AHA is always known as uh, Take On Me as being a one-hit wonder. Not exactly true. They actually had four uh, hits in the top 100. Obviously, Take On Me was their biggest, uh, but uh, they did a song for the James Bond soundtrack, a couple other th- things that ended up hitting the charts. The Knack, My Sharona, not true. They actually had a couple of hits as well. So um, th- there's always like misinformation. I'm pretty sure Simple Minds 
only had that one top 100 hit. But kind of cool when you look back at uh, Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. There's songs back from the 70s and 60s and 50s that were one-hit wonders. Uh, but I like to keep it 80s because I grew up an 80s baby. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. You know the drill. iTunes, Google Play, Hop Up Network. We're on all those places. Just check it out, A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Now, coming up in just a little under 10 minutes, Jay Sykes, one of the co-founders of Flagship Brewing, located on Staten Island, New York, is going to join me. They have a new brewer. Uh, some new things coming around, and uh, we'll get the scoop from Jay coming up uh, in just under 10 minutes from now. And we'll go to Staten Island in just a second, uh, my review of the Rubsum and Horman uh, Brewing Company. But first, you might call it a moo pub. More than a dozen spotted cows managed to find their way to the new Glarus Brewing Company in Wisconsin, which is the proud maker of spotted cow beer. Owner Drew Cochran told police his security discovered the cattle wandering their parking lot in the middle of the night and were easily rounded up, returned to their owner with the help of a sheriff's deputy, so watch out there. The The other big news is that uh, started, it started this weekend, Fat Orange Cat Brewery in East Hampton. Uh, kids and pets will not be allowed in the business anymore. They won't be allowed uh, inside. They won't be allowed outside, you know, like in a, in a beer garden kind of setting or whatever. They posted a message on their Facebook change. Uh, the change went into effect yesterday on Saturday. Brewery says it understands that people will be upset but believes the new rules are needed for everyone's safety. Only customers 21 and older will be allowed inside the brewery. Look, I know people are going to be upset by that, and I'm sure they're going to get some backlash. Fat Orange Cat uh, Brewery does a great job with their beers. But I can understand it from certain perspectives. One, by not allowing kids and pets in there, it lowers your liability insurance. You, you have insurance that has to cover everything, right? And if you're allowing pets in, there's a, you know... I, I don't believe that there's a danger, but the insurance company believes that there's a danger. You have kids in there, that poses a danger as well. Your kid gets away from you, something happens, the place is responsible, their liability insurance will you know, shoot through the, 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 the roof. I, I know there are two sides to this argument. I know there are people that don't care if there are kids and pets there. There are people who do care if kids and pets are there. The pet thing really doesn't bother me that much. The kid thing does a little bit. I do think that breweries should set certain hours for kids. Look, you're open on a Saturday from noon to 9. You want to bring kids in from 12 to 2, that's fine. But after 2 o'clock, no more kids. It's adult only. You don't bring your kid to a bar, do you? And I'm, by bar, I mean a bar where you're going to drink. I don't mean a, 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 a pub where you can eat and whatever. I mean a bar where all you can do is, is drink. You don't bring your kid there, right? I think it's kind of the same concept at a brewery. You agree? You disagree? Hit me up. Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Email me, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Uh, New York's other half brewing and wild ale maker Eric Salazar have split. This according to Brewbound and the Democrat and Chronicle. In February, Salazar departed New Belgium after a 23-year career and said he was going to lead other half's nascent wood age and wild age uh, ale program. However, less than a year later, other half told Salazar the company didn't have the space, barrels, or aging vessels to start the project which is putting on hold for at least a year. Uh, the company is instead turning its focus to opening a brewery in Washington, D.C., and a smaller facility in Brooklyn. So Salazar is now turning his attention to uh, consulting for breweries. And Salazar says they left on good terms, you know, totally understand, uh, unable to build the infrastructure to support his job. So they went their separate ways. So uh, disappointing, but other half just continues to crank out great beer after great beer after great beer. So, I mean, it's really, I don't think it's going to hurt them uh, that badly. So now... Uh, before we get to um, Jay Sykes and Flagship Brewing, I happen to have an opportunity to go to Flagship last week 
Uh, and full disclosure, the interview I taped with Jay was before I went to the event here at uh, Rubsom and Horman, uh, which was held at Flagship. So they held it at Flagship uh, last weekend. Big event. Uh, spoke to somebody who said they came as far as North Carolina to meet uh, Q, Brian Quinn, uh, from the Impractical Jokers. Now, I don't know if I would drive that far to meet with somebody. And the person didn't even like beer. They said, ah, I'm just here, to, just here to meet him and get a selfie. I don't know if I'd drive all those miles to pay 25 bucks to not even drink the beer or taste it and get a selfie. I mean, really? Eh, but whatever. I mean, I've done, listen, I paid over $100 to get a picture with William Shatner, so believe me. <laughs> I've done some questionable things uh, in my life, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, so Rubson and Horman uh, was a brewery that used to brew beer on Staten Island back in the, up until the late, early to late 50s, I think it was. Um, and so Quinn is now trying to revitalize this brand. So he's come up with his own beer, and Flagship was nice enough to make it for them, the contract brewing status. They don't have a, a physical brewery, but they kind of took you in a time machine. Uh, you walked in, there was a time machine, you go in, everybody's dressed in kind of 20s clothing, and they had three beers there. It was a cool, I mean, honestly, it was a cool event. Uh, it was very crowded. I thought they could have reduced the number of people being in there by about 20 and it would have made for a little bit more of a smoother transition because there was one line to meet Quinn and the celebrity bartenders, and that was a very long line. And then there was a shorter line if you wanted to get the actual beer and not worry about getting selfies. Um, John Cocosa, thanks for the uh, uh, the uh, cutting the line, quote-unquote, so we were able to try some beers right away, and I, was, I didn't have to wait on a ridiculously long line. But anyway, they had three beers. They had a Pilsner, they had a Lager, uh, and an IPA. Uh, the Pilsner, I ended up buying a six-pack of it to take home with me. Um, very good, a nice and crisp, uh, very classic uh, style of Pilsner. Um, it, it was excellent. I thought it was great. It's something I would drink over and over again, hence why I bought the six-pack. Um, the lager, good, a darker lager, uh, a little sweet, um, nice flavor, bready, sweet. Um, definitely, I would buy it if it was on tap or in cans. I like the Pilsner over the lager. That's why I just I selected the Pilsner. The IPA, though, I have to say, there were people raving about it. Not a fan. Uh, didn't like it. Um, I don't know what they were going for. They certainly weren't going for hazy or juicy, which is great because we have enough of those out there. Um, but if they were going for a traditional style IPA, um, West Coast or East Coast, I don't know. They kind of missed the mark. It didn't have enough bitterness that I wanted. Um, I, I let me put it to you this way: out of the three beers that I had, actually, I had I probably had four or five. But out of the beers that I had, the Pilsner and the Lager went down great. The IPA, not so much. I kind of had to work my way through it. Like it took longer than I thought uh, to drink it, simply for the fact that I really didn't like it and I didn't want to throw it out in front of everybody. That's my honest opinion. Some of you may like it, just wasn't for me. I think they need to tweak that formula. However. It's going to, it remains to be seen how they're going to continue to brew their beer going forward. They're going to have to be con- contracting out with somebody else in order to brew their beer because Flagship is going to have limited capacity to do their beer. So they're going to have to figure out um, where to brew their beer. We're going to try and get Q on the show uh, in the coming weeks, uh, talk about why he decided to revive this old brand that was on Staten Island, why he decided to start uh, a brewery and a gypsy brewery at that, which is... Uh, a little bit more difficult than having a physical brewery because as a gypsy brewer, you don't have 100% control over all of the ingredients, the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. So interesting to see. Hopefully we'll get Q on in the coming weeks and we'll check that out. But I enjoyed myself. I had a great time. Yeah, I got in trouble with my wife. Uh, we extended the drinking for most of the day. But listen, I was with two friends I hadn't seen 
in a very long, in, not in a very long time, but in a while. And uh, two two women that I grew up with that uh, had a blast with, and uh, so I was kidnapped, but uh, in a good way. And when we come back after a short break, Jay Sykes, one of the co-founders of Flagship Brewing, located on Staten Island, New York, will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: news, opinion, passion. This is AM nine seventy. The answer. It's there and 66 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A 16-year-old boy is recovering after being shot in the chest on Staten Island. Police say that emergency crews found the teen at the intersection of Tompkins Avenue and Susan Court this evening. He was rushed to a nearby hospital where he is in stable condition. Cops say the victim is not being cooperative and so far no arrests have been made. A man is facing charges for allegedly stabbing a 34-year-old woman to death inside of her New Jersey home. According to the Essex County Prosecutor's Office, the incident took place on Thursday at the home of Katrina Perry on Main Street in Orange. 34-year-old Christopher Dudley of West Orange has been arrested and charged with her murder. Prosecutors believe Dudley and Perry were in a relationship at some point. In sports, well, the Mets did beat the Braves earlier this evening, 7-6 in extra innings. Yankees fell to the Rangers this afternoon. 6-1 was that final score, and the Giants clobbered the Redskins 24-3. Way to go, Giants. Jets were off today. Your traffic delays at the inbound George have eased substantially on the upper level as well as the lower level. Just remember, lower level Palisades approach. Easy press customers only until 6 in the morning. Lincoln Tunnel still a 45-minute delay. Citybound outbound looks good. And the Holland inbound from the Turnpike approach or the 1-9 and approach. Moving pretty well outbound Holland, no reported delays. Traveling into town, Harlem River Drive looks good southbound from 5th Avenue to the Willis Avenue Bridge. And that crash at the Throg's Neck southbound at Randall Avenue has now been cleared. Watch out on Staten Island. Reports of a vehicle fire and that stop and go from 440 as you head out towards the Bayonne Bridge. Weather for tonight, increasing clouds, a low around 59 degrees for tomorrow, partly sunny and a high near 71. Looking ahead for Tuesday, another mild, partly sunny day, highs near 75. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips. With the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced. Free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply. Absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Did you miss what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show live stream? Catch up on our YouTube YouTube.com slash AM 970, The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. 
That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. And, of course, Google Play and iTunes, you just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. Or just say to your Amazon-ready device, Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and bingo, you can hear the Craft Beer Cast right there. You can also hear us over on the HoppedUpNetwork.com. Little Sammy Hagar and Chickenfoot there. I know he's having his big festival in Huntington Beach this weekend. Cars and beers and music and all that stuff. But I want to take you to another place right now, a place that I grew up in, Staten Island, New York. My next guest, one of the owners, a great brewery on the island. Uh, they're right behind the, uh, the like across the street from where my dad had a gas station. I've told this story before. They've been growing in leaps and bounds ever since they've opened back in 2014. For more info on them, just follow them on Instagram at Flagship Brewing or on their website. Just go to flagshipbrewery.nyc. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast, Jay Sykes. Jay, how are you? Hey, Al, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. No, doing great. Couldn't be better. It's uh, it's fall. I'm a little disappointed because I love the summer. But, you know, listen, we've got to deal with these, uh, you know, the cooler temperatures and then snow is right around the corner. First off, before I get into anything, I have to thank you guys for not making a pumpkin beer. Everybody is making a pumpkin beer. They they put it out in July now because they're trying to get ahead of things. You guys have put the stop on pumpkin beers. I love it. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And uh, you won't be seeing a pumpkin beer come from us anytime soon. Excellent. So uh, you can uh, you can take my word for that. <laughs> yeah, never really uh, never really been our thing. We've been uh, strictly Roggen Fest since we opened, which is like a uh, you know an Oktoberfest Marzen style. We brew with uh, with rye. Right, so and that's stay and, away from the, the gourds. Yep, exactly. Now you've got you guys got a new head brewer at Flagship. Tell me a little bit about uh, Mark Zameda. Is that how you pronounce his last name? And and what new things is he bringing to the table? Sure, yes, and uh, that is how you pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, Mark's got a wealth of knowledge. He's been around the, the industry for a long time. I mean, you know, he graduated the Cybel Institute, um, you know, in the, in the 90s. I mean, he's he's been around for the whole craft beer revolution. I mean, he's, you know, from, from day one, really, he's, uh, you know, his first job was an intern at Goose Island, you know, oh, well wow. before AB had them. Right. And, um, you know, trained under the uh, the head brewer there that then went on to found Firestone Walker. So, you know, Mark's, uh, Mark's been around. After, after that, he came back, you know, he came to New York City and was hired as the head brewer at Chelsea. I mean, he was at Chelsea for just about 20 years. Wow. So, I mean, this guy has uh, a wealth of knowledge. And he's, you know, obviously, you know, he's, he's got his style of brewing. Hmm. But to me, you know, he had some big shoes to fill with Pat leaving. Um, you know, Pat Morris is our, you know, one of our founding members here at Flagship. Right. And, um, you know, he had taken a trip to Ireland with his parents. And when he came back, you know, he sat down with us and he said, you know, he's an only child. He's like, his parents live right on the Canadian border in Maine mm-hmm. and they're getting older, you know? So he said to us, he said, you know, I think it's time to go home. I need to be closer and, uh, you know, get back to Maine, which, you know, as much as, you know, Pat was one of our, he was our first employee, but first and foremost, he's, you know, grown into a really, really good friend of uh, me and Matt over here. So, you know, we get it. You know, your parents yeah. are getting older and you, you want to go home and you want to, uh, you know, be close if needed. So, totally. That was, you know, and he was instrumental in, in getting Mark. You know, he, we interviewed, a, you know, a bunch of people and Mark really shined through just because we felt like seamlessly he could come in and, uphold the standards that, you know, Patton and ourselves have put in place with quality and consistency here with also, you know, a lot of uh, innovation. Right. And, um, you know, Mark has stepped in right away and he's, um, he's fantastic. I mean, he's really, I mean, he's upheld everything 
um, quality consistency-wise. And he's also been able to train a lot of these young guys that we've brought on here now, um, you know, and, and, and showing them the, the right way to brew. And it's been uh, it's been a really good experience so far, and we're super happy to have him on board. We're talking with Jay Sykes, one of the co-founders of Flagship Brewing over in Staten Island, New York. FlagshipBrewery.nyc is the website for more information here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. So let's talk about that. You had two of your so, somewhat newest beers. I, I, I say new, but they've been out for months now. P- Pizza Rat Pilsner and Blood Orange IPA were both a big hit right out of the box, and I was especially impressed with the Blood Orange IPA that I had back in February, but I've noticed uh, the trend that a lot of breweries are starting to make more pilsners and lagers. And why haven't we seen more of them, Jay? In your opinion, uh, until now? Well, I, and I think the the answer to that is kind of twofold. Um, you know, craft beer, I think, essentially has you know been founded on the IPA mm-hmm. and you know and, and hoppy beers. Um, I think that that has. A big, you know, a, a big to do with it. You know, when we first launched, we didn't have a pilsner or a lager. We quickly followed in with metropolitan lager, which became our best-selling beer and still is to this day, right. volume-wise. You know, in our, in our market here in New York City. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like New York has been a, a little bit ahead of the game um, when it comes to lagers and pilsners, and I think that that's, you know, that has a lot to do with history. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, German, um, European immigrants that that came here. A long time ago, and they always say. I mean, I've been in the beer industry well before even the brewery for for a long time in distribution. And New York's a lager town, and right. it always has been. It always still, you know, it still is. I mean, it's funny, you know, a lot of these breweries that come from the West Coast come over here and they think their IPA is going to be the top seller out of the gate because it is everywhere else in the nation, and mm-hmm. it winds up being their pilsner. <laughs> and, and, well, that, that's true, but an anomaly here, right? And 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 also because a pilsner is a much more approachable beer for people when you're first wanting to get them into. Uh, craft beer, but the other thing with the lager, you've got to make your lager perfect. There's no hiding it. If you make a mistake, no. that people are going to know yeah, right off the bat. If you're going the traditional route, I mean, you know, you're, you're using noble hops. There's not big. There's no big dry hops. There's no you know huge floral you know notes to these to these beers. I mean, you either balance the bitterness and the sweetness, and you do it correctly, and you give it the time it needs in the tank, which is you know six to seven weeks, right. or you don't. And it's, you know, there's nothing to hide behind. I mean, you know, you make an IPA, and no matter what the grain bill is, if you're dumping in hundreds of pounds of hops into it, you're tasting hops. Yep. You know, so with those beers, and I also think, you know, with craft breweries, you know, I mean, I know from being a small business owner that, you know, you start out, you need to make money. You're in the hole already right. from all the build-out expense. And ales, you can churn and burn in two weeks and still make them really, really well. I mean, that's all you need for an ale. Mm. But if you're letting your, your beer sit in, you know, especially in the beginning, a limited amount of tank space for six to seven weeks when you could have put in an IPA or an ale and, and turned the tank over three times, you're sitting on an investment. And usually you charge more for IPAs than you do for lager. So I, I think it's, you know, uh, there's, there's a few things that go into, you know, your question of why it hasn't been. Right. But I think you'll see more with the maturity of of of, uh, of the craft brew scene. You're getting a lot of these breweries that are, you know, not just these nano breweries that have made you know a little bit of a a second step here. They have more space. They have more time. Um, they've been around for a little bit, so they have the cushion. They're not behind the eight ball to just turn and burn and make money. So. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more, and I think you're going to see them be done really, really well. 
We're talking with Jay Sykes. He's the co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer for more info on them, you can follow them on Instagram at Flagship Brewing or, or go, just go to their website, flagshipbrewery.nyc. Uh, um, Jay, you guys uh, are contract brewing now as well. You had one of the guys from Impractical Jokers revive an old Staten Island brand of beer, Rubson and, and Horman. They had their release party uh, last week, and, and it was a big success. How did this come about? Did did, uh, did Quinn approach you, or did you approach them? How did this come about? Yeah, you know, they, they approached us, you know, with uh, what they were looking to do. Um, and obviously, I think logistically it made sense, you know, for – for them to you know to come to us because you know they're trying to relaunch it here in Staten Island and we have the facility right um, you know so after a little back and forth about um, you know tank space which is you know we're we're not going to be able to do much um, contracting anymore just because we're we're filling our tanks right. as possible so you know uh, it's been really cool to collaborate and uh, you know with a bunch of different brands around New York City and and. Uh, and contract their beer, you know, since we, you know, we're five years in, we've been doing it for a few years now, um, just to keep some of the tanks full as we grow into them. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, you know, he's got a, he's got a huge following, um, you know, from the work that he does. And, you know, I think it's, it's brought a lot of awareness to Staten Island. Um, and we, you know, we were happy to, you know, have the, uh, the space and the expertise to be able to, you know, to brew it. And you guys have a new canning line at the brewery that you were telling me about. How has this helped in overall production? Well, I don't have it yet. Okay. I'm not going to count my chickens, but I've been, you know, we've been utilizing a uh, mobile canning company right. to come in, but we will be in the next few months um, getting a full canning line in here, and uh, Flagship's going to be getting out of the bottling business and full-time into the canning business. Um, you know, it's just, it's the way the industry's going. It's been going there for some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better for the beer. I mean, there's no, there's no sunlight that hits it. Right. And to me, you know, you get a lot more of a canvas to be creative on a can label than you do on a bottle label. 100%. Um, and, you know, to me, you know, I'm, I'm a creative dude. I, you know, I, I love that aspect of it. Um, to me is, you know, that's really what craft beer boils down to, to me, is to be able to do something um, creative every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now obviously you have your mainstay beers um, that you're going to, you know, you're going to bring out year round. And we're going to be, you know, refreshing the packaging on those as well, um, and reformulating our whip beer as we um, as we come back out to you know to market and cans. But just for the, you know, the 16 ounce and then like the limited release stuff that we have here, um, it's fun, you know. And, and to me, that's that's always been the difference, of, you know, of craft beer is the accessibility to the people that are here mm-hmm. and to be able to come up with cool ideas and collaborate with people in your community. So. As we get back to Pizza Rats and, you know, that, uh, as I always say when I'm out there selling that beer, this is the most ridiculous name you've ever seen on the can. Right. Um, you know, that was because the the guys from the San Antonio, we know them really well. Just right. Because our businesses are located really close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were having a few beers one Friday. We said, hey, this would be hilarious. We should do it. We should make a kick-ass Pilsner and, you know, and, 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 and we should brand it and it should be great it's funny know? because pizza wrap pilsner doesn't exactly roll off the tongue and when you when you hear it you go oh that sounds disgusting but it's only because of the name of the the the, the team and you know and all this other stuff so it is a great beer but now last question from me jay uh if you could brew one beer that is your favorite that's not currently on tap at the brewery or in production what would it be what are you telling your new head brewer mark zameda you're saying listen 
I, I got a craving for this. We got to make this. What would that beer be? Uh, you know, I've I've been really into, especially at the tail end of the summer, um, ghosts, and I, I just, you know, it, it's a style that I've always kind of, you know, I've had, had one here, I've had one there, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I always thought them very interesting. And then, you know, it's funny. It's like everything else, you know, it's your, your palate kind of changes, um, especially for me, which I have a lot of access to beer, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wind up getting into things for a little while, and I'm, I'm, I really like to explore all the different tastes that are out there, and that's kind of what it's what it's been like. You know, right. you know, lower in alcohol, very easy drinking, but they have like you know that that salty aspect to them. Um, they can be super refreshing. It's almost like you're you're it's like a refresher, but it also makes you more thirsty. I think that's kind of the, the yeah, salty I, aspect. But some of them are done so well. I'm just really into them right now. So I think that you know for next. Um, for next summer, mm. that's probably something. Or next spring, that we'll be getting the creative uh, wheels turned in here for, and um, and getting that out to market. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent on that. The low ABV makes it a great, you know, a crushable beer. But that that thirst aspect when you drink one, you're like, oh, I'm not. You know what? I want to have another one because it, it you, you don't feel bloated, you don't feel overwhelmed, and you can have a few. Especially, I mean, it's a perfect summertime beer, especially when you're sitting out and tailgating for a concert or something. That's really the beer you want to. It almost makes you think of like a margarita, of like being on the island. You know, yeah, it, it uh, kind of. I, I agree 100. percent It's almost like you know, and I, there's something about the style that um, it does give you that kind of uh, vacationy feel. Right. You know? Right. Maybe yeah. uh, bungalow goes or something because Staten Island used to have bungalows or something. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not great with creative like names or something, but you know, you never know. You never know, right? <laughs> Neither am I. I need I need to like really you know crack on something for a good month until it like pops in. Like, oh, that's what I was going. Right. That's you know, it. so that's we'll be, it. Uh, you know, it's hard to find that type of inspiration in the winter, but I'll figure it out somehow, exactly. some way. You know? Well, you take you take a little vacation and hit the island, and then you know you fi- you figure it out. My guest has been Jay Sykes. He's the co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island. Uh, for more information on them, and uh, just follow them on Instagram at Flagship Brewing or on the website. Just go to flagshipbrewery.nyc. If you're in the city in Manhattan, you want to visit a great brewery, hop on the Staten Island ferry. It's free. It's a 10 minute walk from the ferry. Uh, they've got great food around there as well. And, a, and just a great little brewery. Jay, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Uh, Al, thank you very much. You know, we really appreciate it all the time. And, uh, you know, we hope to see you soon. And everybody out there, if you're looking for a lot of innovation for Flagship Brewing Company in 2020. Sounds good. Up next, time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jay Sekulow stands up for religious liberty. Religious freedom is of utmost importance. So glad we have a president fighting for freedom of religion. Jordan, how important is that? I think it's absolutely so important to have a president come together at the United Nations and calling on the international community uh, to take actual concrete steps to prevent attacks against people on the basis of their religion or beliefs. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mr. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to you listening. You can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners specials. Get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer today on my pillows. You can also pre order Mike's book. 
hear what are the odds from crack addict to CEO. And you'll get $10 off with promo code AM970 and free shipping on your entire order. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free MyPillow offer. Enter promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 for these great specials. 800-651-0798. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm Molly Hemingway. And I'm Terry Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial, The Kavanaugh Confirmation and the Future of the Supreme Court, reveals the inside story of these bitterly divisive hearings and what they mean for the court and the country. Justice on Trial is the explosive new bestseller on the Kavanaugh Confirmation. Get your copy today from Amazon or wherever books are sold. Did you see what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show? Tune into the show every Tuesday morning, 6 to 10 on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. AM 97, The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily uh, on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you will find my show along with a plethora of others on there as well. This is a song called Losing It from Rush's uh, um, Signals album. And it is a song that the band never played in concert. However, they did on their R40 tour. The last time they've toured as a band back in 2015. And Losing It was done by a violinist who lives in New Jersey. They recorded this actually at the uh, Prudential Center, a show that I saw, with Jonathan Dinklage. And uh, Jonathan tells this story in this uh, documentary that I saw on Rush uh, back in August about how he was a huge fan of Rush, and it was the first song that he learned uh, on the violin, on an electric violin, so that you know he could imitate his favorite band. And then you know discovered he met... Um, he met Getty Lee and Rush, and they all got together, and et cetera, et cetera. And um, he ended up doing the song live in the New York area um, during their tour. They were, uh, I think it was two nights at Prudential, two nights at Madison Square Garden, or one and one, whatever it was. And they had like an A show list and a B show list and whatever. We got to see Losing It for the first time uh, ever done live. That was really cool. Rush 40 Live, it's a three-disc set. If you're a fan of Rush, I urge you to get it. It's probably the last time you're ever going to see this band uh, live ever again. But let's get into Suds and Duds, which is our final segment of the program. Uh, my good friends at Paragon Tap and Table had a, um, for their five-year anniversary a couple of weeks back, they had a tap takeover with the brewery Untied Brewing Company out of New Providence, New Jersey. Uh, they had a lot of interesting beers on tap. I ended up having a couple of different flights because they had so many of them. And that's what's good with me with flights. 
you're able to get a sense of what the beer is really like, at least in my opinion. I know some people say, no, nah, you got to drink a full pint. you got to do this. I find the tasters are better for me. It gives me a little representation of what the beer is, and then uh, I make that decision later on. If I want to have one full one, which one will I have? Well, they had so many choices. But the first one that I had right off the bat, uh, and probably the best idea that I had it first and not last, was their Sweet But Psycho. This is an Imperial Mild, but I'll tell you, the burn from the chili pepper from the habanero was intense. It lingered big time on my palate. Um, I, I could tell you right now, there is absolutely no way I could do a full glass of this beer. There's no way. I'd be choking it down trying to finish it. The taster was perfect. This is definitely a beer that I would add to chili or something spicy. And if you like heat in your beer, if you like spiciness, it's definitely the beer for you, not necessarily for me. Now, that's again, that's not a bad thing. Again, if you like heat and things of that nature, then you might like it. But for me, it just was definitely not something that I would drink again. Um, had a, a nice quad from them called Dusk. Lots of flavor, super boozy. That was really good. Um, clear as mud, that was a nice wheat. That was pretty smooth. Then they had the um, Milking the Clock. This was um, an IPA uh, that they had uh, with vanilla and orange in it. This was really good. That's one I could definitely drink all day long from those guys. Uh, I think they kind of mix those flavors uh, very well, uh, especially on my palate. And again, after having that that ha- that hot beer at the beginning, it took a while for my taste buds to kind of get used to other stuff. Uh, the more booze from Untied, that's a very good one. Nice spice to that one. I uh, had the People Pleaser, which is uh, their version of a lager, clean, bready. Um, you know, just a a a, a good solid uh, lager. Um, then had uh, significant content. This was a New England uh, IPA. This was nice, smooth, nice, not super juicy, hazy by any stretch. But well, it had some haze to it, but it wasn't uh, super juicy. Juicy, so that was nice. Uh, I enjoyed that. And then I ended up finishing off with um, with a cane. They had swim fin, uh, which was really good uh, from cane. Dry, hoppy, a nice beer. And then I had uh, an uh, uh, orange soul skin uh, from Brick City. That was really good. Smooth, juicy, orange flavor. Um, enjoyed it a lot uh, from Brick City. So the Untied event was a big success. Um, they had a great time. I still have to get up to the brewery in New Providence and check them out. But, again, if you like heat beers, you'll definitely like that that Psycho beer. Uh, for me, it was just way too much. Their IPAs are very good. Uh, their lager was nice. I, I really want to try some of their other stuff. They make They're making a lot of different beers in there. Uh, so I really have to get over there and get and start drinking some of the stuff that uh, is not readily available um, in stores. So it's one of those you know trips when I get a chance on on a weekend. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks I can get over there, or hopefully by the end of the year. Westfield Hops is coming up too in November. That's taking place on Saturday, November second. I'm hoping that Untied is there with a couple of beers because that's going to be a great event. I'm going with a bunch of friends. We're going to have a great time uh, located right in Westfield, New Jersey, over at the Armory. Uh, WestfieldHops.com, I believe, is the website where you can get tickets. Uh, the folks from Left Hand Brewing sent me an Oktoberfest, a, a good middle-of-the-road Oktoberfest. If it's available and you want to grab it, I would definitely grab it. Uh, the Sam Adams one has always been a personal favorite of mine, and I think because I'm used to drinking that one, I kind of compare it. Uh, to others. There are a lot of good Oktoberfests out there. I'm just glad that there are not a lot of people making the pumpkin beers. I'm not the biggest fan of pumpkin beers. I really got to be in the mood for one. Um, But like Wet Ticket makes a good pumpkin beer with the little uh, the cinnamon uh, on the glass, on the rim of the glass and stuff. But 
There's a lot of them that are just, you know, they're not that good. Next week, I'm going to review Wet Ticket's new Pilsner, which is very good. But I'll get into that next week. Um, Founder sent me uh, not too long ago, as we continue on here with our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mas Agave, um, this is part of their Barrel Age series. Uh, it was This was very boozy, a lot of lime f- uh, flavor, a little bit of tequila on the back end, a little bit of salt. Um, I felt like it was a little too lime forward for me. Um, and by that, I mean I, I wanted to taste more of the tequila in the beer. You get it, but it's sort of the back end of it. Now, I wonder if it was because the beer came out a few months ago. Maybe the tequila was a little more muted because it has been sitting for a while. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, for me, the Masagave was a little too lime forward. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Is it something that I would drink? I, I would have to see it. I, you know what? That might be the type of beer where I have to compare in the bottle and on tap. If it's on tap, maybe it's different because it's moving a little bit more. This had been sitting for a while in my refrigerator when I had gotten it. So I'm not exactly sure. Um, would I have another one? I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if I'd have another one. A really good beer from a great place over in Clifton, the Apex Predator by Ghost Talk. It's a great IPA, uh, that nice bite to it. Really enjoy this one a lot. They have it on, had it on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. But the great thing about Ghost Talk, now you're listening to this on a Sunday night or maybe a Monday morning, but if you're heading to a football game to see the Giants and Jets, Ghost Talk is doing this great thing where you can stop in in the morning, I think between 9 and 11. You can't drink beer there. But you can pick up crowlers to go to bring to your tailgate. So if you want to impress your friends at the tailgate, hey, I'll get the beer, or I'll bring a couple of beers or whatever, you go over to Ghost Talk, you pick yourself up a couple of, you know, Rut's Hut is open, maybe you grab yourself a couple of rippers, and then you go over to Ghost Talk, you grab a couple of crowlers, right? And then you head right over to the game, and you can, um, you can, you can do up your tailgate Right. So the guys from Ghost Talk, they're doing a great job with that. Definitely want to check it out. And then finally, uh, Tickling the Ivories by Hoofhearted Brewing. Uh, had a can of this. Uh, the, a lot of the stuff on tap at, at Paragon one night I was there, I just wasn't in the mood for it. It had everything already. I like to try new stuff all the time because it gives me, you know, that experience. Oh, I'm trying this brewery. I'm trying that brewery. And sometimes I'll drink maybe, you know, one thing that I like and drink that same thing over and over again. But I always like to try new beers. This one was in a can. This was juicy and smooth. This is, I think, like the third or fourth beer that I've had from Hoofhearted. They are really good. Um, they're just an excellent beer that I enjoyed a lot. Uh, I haven't had anything that I, I didn't like from them or I said, well, you know, I'm not too crazy about this. This is a good brewery. I like these guys a lot and um, have to check them out more um, in terms of uh, in terms of their beer, in terms of you know, other stuff that they do, but hoof-hearted, boy, I'll tell you. They have them on cans over at, um, at Paragon Tap and Table. You definitely don't want to miss it if you get over there uh, right off of exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Um, real quick before we get out of here, uh, celebrity chef Carl Ruiz passed away uh, last week, um, 44 years old. The rumors were that he had a heart attack. Um, I-, I didn't know Carl personally, but real quick, in about 30 seconds, this was a fun guy. If you followed him on social media, Instagram, on Twitter, if you watched his appearances with Guy Fieri on, on all of his shows and on a lot of the Food Network shows, this was a smart guy. He was an amazing cook who had a wicked sense of humor. And from all accounts, from people that I know, and one guy personally, Joey Salvia, who worked with him uh, on uh, Opie's podcast on uh, Westwood One for a while, 
he was a stand-up guy who just cared about everybody and had a had a, a a heart that was as as huge as his life was. So uh, my my condolences to Carl and his family. Um, you know the untimely death. Forty four is way too young, folks. Way too young. My thanks to everyone, including Jay Sykes, one of the co-founders of Flagship Brewing, which is on Staten Island, New York. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.